Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the One Million by One Million podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Arihan Patni from Idea Spring Capital in India. Welcome, Arihan, to the show. Thank you, Samana. Thanks for having me. Well, let's uh, get you and Idea Spring introduced to our audience. Tell us a bit about yourself as well as about Idea Spring. What kind of um, what fund size are you working with and what kind of investments do you like to make? Sure. So just uh, a little bit by way of introduction about myself. Um, I am um, an engineer by academic training, but very early got involved with um, our family business, Putney Computers, uh, which was one of the early um, software technology businesses uh, in India and kind of grew up with that business around me um, and very happy and very fortunate to have seen uh, that business go from inception, execution uh, to scale um, over a period of 30, 35 years. And we finally sold that business in 2011. And this is after going public, having private equity capital, and uh, you know, uh, just going through that incredible journey. When we sold in 2011, it was lock, stock, and barrel and all cash deals. Um, and uh, really gave us the opportunity to explore uh, new transformative business models, um, having ridden one wave of transformation uh, through the software consulting uh, journey. And that's when we started uh, actively investing in uh, startups in India. And, you know, in 2011, it was still very early days as far as the startup ecosystem is concerned. Um, Flipkart wasn't what it was then, uh, what wasn't uh, what it was today, um, what it is today, sorry. And um, it was still uh, sort of the first cycle of venture capital in India. So we uh, chose to uh, anchor certain uh, funds within specific domains. Um, so consumer internet being one of them, uh, big data being one of them, uh, which is uh, a Palo Alto based incubator actually called the Hive that we run in India. And Idea Spring Capital um, is our latest fund that we launched in 2016 with emphasis on investing in enterprise startups based out of India. So a little bit okay. about Idea Spring. Um, and um, I, I'll, I'll pause here, Chavana, if you want to ask questions and then sort of jump into what Idea Spring does and answer the questions you posed earlier about the fund. Yes. So Idea Spring is uh... – what sized fund and focused on what stage? So it is, all of our work is early stage. I, that is where the passion is. That is where, um, you know, we make the mo- most difference and we have the best insight. Um, Idea Spring is a fund uh, that is backed by entrepreneurs, that's run by entrepreneurs. So that's a very key DNA um, in our system. Uh, we uh, invest uh, in companies early, pre-revenue, uh, you know, maybe even just in the POC stage, um, anything between half a million dollars to a million dollars uh, first check, and then, of course, we reserve some capital uh, for follow-on checks as well. Uh, our ethos is to promote enterprise innovation out of India, and I think um, India has seen great rise of the consumer Internet space, uh, but off late, uh, we've seen some terrific founders uh, building SaaS companies, enterprise product companies, AI, machine learning, deep learning, all of that good stuff that you hear 
about in the Silicon Valley, um, I think that has started to show roots in India as well. The fund size is small. We, we would uh, call ourselves a micro fund. We're about 20, 25 million uh, total fund size. At this time, we have uh, close to about 10 investments and are actively making more. So we, will, uh, we do have room for about four or five more investments. Okay. Now, um, it sounds like you are looking at the enterprise software opportunity that is born in India but with a global uh, market. Is that an accurate observation? Absolutely. Okay, great. So uh, let's talk a little bit about these 10 investments that you've made. Give us a few examples and help us um, understand your thought process of, you know, at what point did these companies come to you? What did you see in each of them that caused you to uh, really, you know, make the bet? So just walk us through a few case studies that gives us an insight into the way you think about investments. Sure. Um, and I think, um, you know, before I even start that, the one very, very strong uh, aspect we look for um, is the team, the entrepreneur, um, and the sort of uh, the co-founders of the business. Um, and I think not just in India, but anywhere in the world, and especially for early stage, that makes a dramatic difference on how, what the business outcome is, or what the outcome of the startup is. Um, so our uh, main agenda is, not just to look at the area where the startup operates within, but also who's really running the startup and if they're sort of qualified from a technical angle or a domain angle um, to take it forward. And then, of course, we provide a lot of assistance um, in, in the areas in which the founders are weak uh, to sort of help them get to the next level. So let me talk uh, through maybe a few examples. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to pick it's hard to talk about all 10 uh, because that'll just take too long. But uh, one of our early investments was a company called Hudat, um, a couple of young entrepreneurs based in Bangalore that were building a markerless uh, augmented reality platform and had great validation from even peers in the West. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the founders spent a lot of time in the Bay Area um, and was sort of, uh, you know, uh, evangelizing his product with some of the market leaders over here. I think that was a very interesting play for us. Again, um, you know, trying to look at uh, new age product innovation, trying to look at new technologies. Uh, this was a good fit um, since um, it was sort of still kind of untested territory out of India. And to be honest, uh, AR is also kind of, uh, still evolving worldwide. I think uh, there are a lot of questions still to be answered about business models and monetization and so on and so forth. But our interest really was to give some legs to this team to help them kind of build their product further um, and to really get out there. Uh, and I think that's been an incredible journey. And in fact, what was uh, the application? How does it correlate with your enterprise uh, thesis? So the application in this case was, so they used to work with real estate companies and uh, uh, retail companies in terms of being able to place, um, you know, products within a closed space uh, with the right context of dimensions and, um, you know, just the, the relative aspects. So, uh, you know, again, they were earlier at the target accelerator in Bangalore. Um, and had a lot of use cases coming out, uh, you know, in terms of, as I said, um, you know, advertising for retail or, or um, you know, any kind of indoor mapping 
um, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So it was really okay. technology that we liked, um, you know, the team that we liked, and realizing that this technology still needed to find the right use cases and the right business model, um, something that we, uh, you know, chose to, to help them with. So you were okay with them coming to you with a business model hypothesis or a use case hypothesis, but not necessarily a completely validated use case yes. hypothesis. Yes, exactly. Okay, that's good. That's actually brave. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, these days investors right. tend to want everything validated before they're willing to play. No, and that's why I brought this one up because, you know, it, 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 it's, it's actually very easy to kind of invest in already a cooked up story, right? I mean, um, but sometimes we have to go out on a limb and take these risks. Um, the next one that I'm going to talk about is something as a structure that I love, um, and it's a company called Simyog. Um, and Simyog is actually born out of the Indian Institute of Sciences, and the founder is a PhD from IISC and was a prof. Um, and he uh, basically uh, has built a software simulation model for electromagnetic interference. So, you know, again, looking at very deep tech, solving a problem uh, where sensors kind of, uh, you know, correlate with one another, think about autonomous vehicles, about mobility, uh, and how sort of interference can can cause a lot of issues uh, that could be potentially, you know, uh, dangerous. Um, This company was also part of the Bosch ecosystem. Uh, So we actually met the guy and we thought that um, you know, the company had legs. Uh, they were getting a lot of, again, tech uh, acceptance from their universe. Um, and then we created a structure where Bosch, IISC, and IdeaSpring came together along with the founder um, to uh, fund the company and, and kind of uh, help him build it further. So really a great example of academia meets corporate venture meets, uh, you know, traditional venture capital. Uh, and pairs up with a very, very accomplished founder as well. And what, um, again, in this case, what is the use case and how much of that use case was visible when you came in? So in this case, uh, you know, Bosch had already tested the use case, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, there is a lot of friction when you have to test, uh, you know, how two sensors work together on a device. Um, and uh, you know, and we learned this, you know, through the, the founder, but apparently you, if you have to do it physically, you have to sort of book a room, a specific room and a specific equipment to go and, and you know, uh, test these sensor interferences. And every time there's a slight change, you have to do it all over again. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, th- we're not talking about two sensors, right? We're talking about thousands uh, because in today's world, everything ha- is kind of radiating uh, sort of uh, data waves and so on and so forth. So Bosch had already kind of uh, given validation to what these guys were doing. Um, and I think that gave us a lot of comfort, admittedly. Uh, going forward, I think there are a lot of other folks and OEMs and what have you that they're going out and selling to. Uh, but to be completely candid, I don't think we could have by ourselves validated this particular use case. Uh, so mm-hmm. it really helped having sort of an industrial leader do that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and that's happening more and more. I think all the corporates are realizing that they need to have some 
you know, a foot in the innovation ecosystem, and many of them are doing accelerators. Many of them are doing internal innovation programs, and and we are actually quite active with some of them in their, uh, you know, innovation work. So it's it's. I think it's becoming more and more accepted that the corporates have to do something or the other in their ecosystems. Yes, yes, I, I and I think we're seeing that coming out of India a lot more as well. Um, and um, uh, you know, just sitting here in Santa Monica, and, and I just had a, a, a breakfast session with a bunch of corporate venture folks, and they're all talking about how they want to evangelize startups. Uh, you know, invest in them, work with them, partner with them, um, and I think that's a terrific philosophy. Yeah. Now, um, let's talk a so bit I can, about... I can, yeah, I, yeah? I, I can talk about a couple of other startups very quickly. I know that Go ahead. Know, we might Do be it. Tight, on, tight on time, but a couple of slightly more evolved startups that we did, um, you know, in fact, uh, in coalition with other venture funds, um, are, one is one's called Works, which is um, in the AI space to enhance um, human capital productivity, uh, you know, by uh, sort of uh, sending, uh, let's say, sales agents in a company, uh, you know, nudges and uh, motivational behavioral uh, kind of uh, 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 tweaks so that they're able to meet their targets. And, you know, so they will go ahead and even assess what kind of, uh, you know, motivational uh, nudges work for certain individuals and then, you know, design a program for them so that they can kind of go and achieve what they need to achieve. And we did this, uh, you know, this company is already uh, doing quite well in India and, and selling to a lot of banks and, and consumer uh, companies. Uh, and we did this uh, in conjunction with Inventus uh, Partners, um, mm-hmm. which is a fund both here in the Valley as well as in India. And another yeah. one that I really like right now um, is, uh, it's called Mihope, which is um, you know, an uh, Excel-funded company that uh, we came into just now that does sort of voice, uh, vernacular voice uh, automation and analytics. So, um, you know, they, they work with, um, for example, automotive companies and um, other uh, such uh, sort of, um, you know, television companies that allow a vernacular voice commands um, to be able to operate that particular piece of equipment. So okay. both of these are with other leading funds where we thought that, you know, we could come in because they need capital, so we could come in and, and kind of help them in other ways as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, I'm going to switch a little bit and ask you to reflect on your deal flow and what trends are you observing in your deal flow. So if you look back on the last 12 to 18 months of deal flow, how many deals do you see that fit your investment thesis, and and what are you? What are the nuggets that you're seeing as maybe patterns or recurring themes in that deal flow? You know, so I'd say that uh, we would see in a given year. Um, I mean, uh, about at least five, six hundred companies, if not more, um, and. A lot of them may be just, uh, you know, companies in consumer and in areas that we just don't invest. Um, To be completely candid, I have that data. It's not in front of me, so I don't want to just make up numbers. But we have, um, we sort of trickle down 
the uh, the deal flow that comes in to things that is actually contextual to us. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, we'll do a first run uh, based on um, the presentation that's sent. Um, you know, have maybe a first round of meetings with the founders, and then kind of take take it fro- forward from there on. So we've seen um, we've seen some good stuff coming through. Um, I think that uh, deal sourcing is always something that's that's the need of the hour, right? And and I, I'd be sort of wrong to say that we're totally satisfied. We should never be. Um, mm-hmm. I, I always think that we should be seeing more, um, that we should be um, exposed to more uh, deals that we uh, would, would write as a thesis. Um, I'd say that I'm happy that most of the folks that I've seen getting funded within our domain uh, have at least gone through us uh, at some level, so um, I'm I'm not seeing a lot of stuff that's happening that we just don't have access to. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, we we end up talking to most founders that that are within our thesis. Uh, we may or may not take that ahead, but uh, but at least we have a first pass at them. And how many, if you were to uh, kind of assess how many companies that fit your thesis, enterprise software companies that are India-born enterprise software companies that are operating in the market currently, what would be that number? Gosh, I, I don't know. I don't think I can just, yeah, I, I, I'll have to get back to you on that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think we have the number somewhere, but to be honest, I don't want to make it up, um, you know, without having it properly researched. So is it, um, what I'm trying to gauge is, um, is it like, Thousands of companies, tens of thousands of companies. What are we talking about? Oh, okay, yeah. No, I think uh, we definitely have thousands of companies, um, and this is in the enterprise tech space, so, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I think it it also depends on what stage we're looking at, and if if you're we're looking at a universe of companies that are at least somewhat. Uh, you know, on their way to making something successful, uh, somewhat funded. Uh, yeah, we're probably looking at a, a, a good chunk, and whether it's eight, ten thousand, um, but but it's it's a large number, and and there are more and more that are coming up. Interesting. You know, it's we've come a long way. The Indian ecosystem has really come a long way from when I started first covering the Indian ecosystem and really pushing for these product companies, not just the services companies, that was probably 2005. So, yeah, we've really made a great move yeah, into no, I, the product I, ecosystem. Absolutely, and I think this has, has been is a, a relatively newer phenomena because um, as you know, early days were all around consumer, all around mobile, uh, you know, there was so much activity, uh, you know, within e-commerce, within sort of, um, you know, uh, logistics and transportation, you know, Ola or Uber, if you wish, uh, that there was very little emphasis on the enterprise product side. And I think that's changed over the past few years. I think the quality of our founders has, has gone up. I think the uh, the realization from the investor side that this is something that could be meaningful has come around. So there's more capital available for these folks, and therefore that further kind of sparks more activity in this area. And uh, I think that, you know, uh, with the maturity of our ecosystem, we've finally sort of realized that 
it's not just about doing stuff cheaper, but it's about really, uh, you know, investing yourself in building something at a global scale or a global uh, level of quality. Um, and I'm seeing that come out of founders where they just don't want to, you know, uh, solve a prog- problem quicker, cheaper, faster, but really make a difference. Yeah. Well, and also I think the other thing that is just starting to happen is a bit of exits. I think that's an important yeah. uh, uh, very important piece that needs to fall in place is exits. That's right. Yeah. I, and I so, think um, that will take time. So, um, you know, the exits have started coming in the consumer space. Um, I'd like to say that, um, you know, exits will come sooner for some of these enterprise companies because we're not going to, you know, wait for every company to become a unicorn. Um, and I think we'd be able to sort of harness value um, or through strategic M&A um, a lot quicker in the enterprise space. And it's it started happening. We, one of our companies, Adia, just got acquired by Qualys, which is a yep. cybersecurity company. Um, and and there are a few others. Um, Moonjar got acquired by Nutanix. So some of that is happening. And so that's actually my last question to you is, are you chasing unicorns or are you also looking at these early exit opportunities where you know, you build something in a capital efficient way and then, you know, sell to a corporate buyer, strategic buyer uh, relatively early. And I know that your investment in Hive is very much on the second um, strategy, which is yeah. to invest a small amount of capital and sell the company relatively early. But in general, yeah. for Idea Spring, what is the thought process? I would say the second as well. Um, for sure, um, you know, rather than, um, you know, we're always, uh, we'd be very lucky and very happy if we have a unicorn, but that's not, I, I think that's a little bit unrealistic at this stage um, of the fund, given that it's our first fund, um, mm-hmm. and I and given where the industry is, I think if we can help founders build successful companies and get them, um, you know, absorbed by strategics and find them a good home, uh, we've done really well for ourselves. Very good. All right. Um, I think I have most of the, you know, specifics of what you're doing and what is your investment thesis. There's certainly enough for us to get started with working with you on some stuff. So uh, thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming to the show today. And audience, thank thank you you for listening. You're most welcome. Audience, thank you for listening. As you know, you can come to any of our mentoring sessions, weekly mentoring sessions that are public and free. So go to the website, look for free public roundtables and register for a session. You can bring your work and we will look at you know, all the strategic issues and, and give you input as well as nuances with which you can move forward, accelerate your journeys. And uh, I will be back with another edition of the 1M by 1M podcast soon.